0: Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Drink More Water. We are back and we are ready for today's episode because guys, yesterday...
1: You uh, don't even want to be in the same room as us yesterday. we This is the first time this has happened. By the way, I'm Sophie. That was Riley who started it. We forgot to do that, but that's fine. <laughs> we recorded basically what, a 45 minute episode yesterday. It was yeah. decent. Yeah. And we mm. bo- <laughs> we both were just not in the right State yesterday, the right mind, and we kept stuffing up everything we were saying. And then there was this one moment where, like, (laughs) Riley couldn't piece a sentence together, (laughs) and then she kept trying to restart it. But every single time she did, we both started laughing. And then my mic wasn't recording for the second bit, and I was just like, Do you want to just re record? And Riley was like, Absolutely. (laughs) So we scrapped it yesterday. We ended up talking, like, FaceTiming for probably another hour. And we were like, "Let's just have a sleep, wake up with a fresh mind, <laughs> and then redo it." So we're back today, and I'm very excited about it.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened yesterday to us, but it just wasn't happening. And <laughs> I guess we should dis—we <laughs> need a disclaimer as well that our lovely little oat will be in the background chewing a stick throughout yeah. this episode. He's had a haircut and he's just a new man.
1: He is. And I don't know, he's got this whole new air of confidence about him. So he will just like (laughs) walk up in your face and start chewing something. And I'm like, there is a microphone around in front of you, but that's fine. (laughs) And there's no
0: stopping him. So just run with the dog chewing a stick in the background today. But we are super excited to be bringing you this episode and... In full transparency, Sophie and I were just talking before, we really struggle, (laughs) you guys already know this, we really struggle when we're getting into topics and we're getting informative. We don't like reading off scripts, we don't like reading information, we don't necessarily like doing research, we just like talking back and forth and we feel like our best content is when we are literally having a conversation like you guys are in the room with us.
1: Exactly, we wrote notes yesterday, we (laughs) we tried to be so professional and if you've listened to any episodes before you know that just isn't us and we felt no. ourselves we <laughs> we were just saying we weren't even like listening to the other person talk because <laughs> sorry <laughs> we were just like so focused on our next point <laughs> That we weren't even listening to what the other person was saying. So I'm excited for today. We've got no expectations. We're just going to have a conversation. We're not going to read off dot points and it's going to be better, I hope.
0: Yeah, definitely. I just don't think it's the platform for us that feels right to do. I love podcasting for having a conversation. And it's just nice today to get back to our roots. And that is what we're doing. We're having a conversation. I
1: also think there's so many incredible podcasts out there that are so informative and, you know, mm. say the facts. And like, we have never wanted to be that. We've never tried to be that. So I think we need to We need to get back to our roots and just talk shit. <laughs> it's just we're comfortable this
0: way. Just it works. exactly. So I guess getting straight into it, weekly highs and lows, because I started the intro, Sophie, take it away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I knew this was coming. So I, oh, all right. I'm going to start off with my low because I haven't really – I'm hoping my high will come to me as I talk. But my low is we lost – we ran out of gas on Monday, right? And being winter, it's it's getting cold. Oh, it's not even winter yet, but it's getting cold, all right? All I want is a hot is. shower. All I want is some oats in the morning. All I want is a stir-fry at night. But no, I cannot make anything because our, so, our stove doesn't work. We don't have any hot water. So I – uh oh, it's just been just obviously such a first world problem so grateful to even have the option to have hot water but we were stupid and didn't kind of organize our next gas tank tank bottle to be delivered you know what I mean and so on Monday I was like oh like we don't have any hot water and Sam was like oh like I'll call and the guys were like yeah we can't get out till Friday we can't get it to you till Friday and I was like amazing so we won't have any hot water till Friday so yesterday I was like it's okay I'll shower at the gym got to the gym I had my towel I had my shampoo and conditioner and I had my whole five-step skincare routine, but did I bring a spare change of clothes? No, I didn't. So I was like, (laughs) I don't really want to put, you know, dirty clothes, dirty, sweaty clothes from the gym back on. So I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to suck it up and have a cold shower when I get home. Did I do that? No, I absolutely did not. Um, so then it got to like nighttime. and I was like, Sophie, like you've been to the gym and you've been for a walk. You're sweaty. You need to do something. So I was like, you know what? I'll run a bath, but I'll just keep like boiling kettles and then pouring it in. I pouring in 750 mil at a time. (laughs) I cannot even tell you the amount of time it took me to do this. I reckon I tried like I kept doing it for about an hour and my bath wasn't even it wasn't even warm. I I look, I'll give it lukewarm. And so I was sitting in there trying to wash my hair because I was like, I need to wash my hair. And so I was like, you know, trying to have a bath. It was kind of cold. I was kind of having a bad time. It wasn't even like half the way full. So it was really just my legs covered, which was, which was good. And then I was like, yeah, I'll wash my hair with my purple shampoo. So I'm washing my hair. The entire bath turns purple absolutely purple I'm trying to wash my face then and then I'm trying to put conditioner in and wash that out and it's just not working for me so so just picture that as well and I'm like slipping around the bath it's the least attractive thing I've ever done in my entire life but um I'm gonna say that was my all-time low this week as for my high hmm well, I mean, it hasn't been a bad week. Like, um, I'll put that out there. It's been a pretty good week. It, It is. <laughs> I'm just really babbling on at this point. But you know what? I'm going to continue. Don't stop. Please don't stop. <laughs> well, okay. It is pre-period week. And we all know that that week, it's a bit testing. It can be testing at times. So the emotions have been a bit all over the place. But I'm going to say my high of the week was yesterday morning, waking up early, going to the gym getting a coffee afterwards, sitting in the sun. It just, it really set me up for a good day. So I'm going to say that's my high. Yeah. So sorry about that.
0: I feel like your low is just a low that keeps on giving. (laughs)
1: And you were like, stop talking.
0: (laughs) And that's the beauty of it. Like every single day this week, you have just continual low points due to the fact that you can't have your coffee, can't have your tea, can't have your shower. Exactly. We love it. Um, I'm going to start off with my highs because I feel like I've had a few. It's actually been a really solid week. Okay, so <laughs> classic me. I'm just thinking back to my cleaning schedule and I'm like, have I told the people about my last clean? <laughs> I don't think you have. I feel like I haven't. I I can't remember. I can't remember. But guys, just in case I didn't on last week's episode, last Thursday, I cleaned top and bottom of my house
1: can i say one thing really quick i can see riley and you should see the fire and passion in her eyes right now (laughs) i i was just admiring
0: my desk actually and how much um, (laughs) dust isn't on it and i'm thinking that's right i cleaned and that was so it was good for the soul i spent the day okay so i time blocked my entire week and i had a plan (laughs) I already told you guys that. But then on Thursday, I wasn't feeling super productive in terms of work. So I was like, what can I do?
1: <laughs> well, what can I do? <laughs> to make me feel good still.
0: Clean. And I'm talking deep clean. I there wasn't there wasn't a surface untouched in this house. I cleaned everything. I'm talking emptied every cupboard in the kitchen. Scrubbed the cupboards. I like places you didn't even know you needed to clean, I couldn't. <laughs> It was, it's like therapy. I love it. And, and this is, this is my gem out of all of
1: my cleaning. The pillowcase? fans needed cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so all day I was videoing <laughs> Soap and Georgia, little updates on my cleaning. They're like, great, don't care. But I did get you both going. So you that's did. I'm going to say that. But get a pillowcase. So if you're cleaning ceiling fans, get a pillowcase, slip it over the fan slide it off it catches all the dust so your sheets don't get ruined and you just get to dust it off outside after it's genius
1: and that is Ode. (laughs) so sorry about that he is barking
0: so honestly I feel like that's a high but my other high would be my clients this week and I know that sounds a bit woo-woo and I know most of them are listening but we have had some amazing amazing conversations this week and I feel like I just align so deeply with every single client at the moment and you know I know that they get so much from our conversations but I also get so much from our conversations and every single day I just feel so grateful that I have those clients and I align with those women and it's just again good for the soul I adore them and I just appreciate them so much so I feel like there's two highs for the week and a low but a high let me think of one So I just had a group coaching call with my um, business coaching, and I just had a massive realization during the call, probably before the call as well, and I'm working through a few things, but it's all good. But that's my low and my high, because I've just had that realization now, and I'm feeling good about it.
1: I also want to say something about your clients because I know personally from like behind the scenes how much all of Riley's clients mean to her and they also stem a lot of our podcast topics because a lot of the time Riley will be like they do do, right (laughs) a lot of the time Riley will say to me oh like I've been talking to my clients about this subject and I feel so passionate about it. I'm like, yes. So I'm very grateful for that because almost every week you're like, let's talk about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they mean a lot to me. I feel like a few of them will laugh now because you can probably think like when we're on our calls, I always have a notepad in front of me and I like write down little things that I'm like, oh yes, like love that. That's going to become a caption or that's going to become a this. And it's just because it's real life, right? And it's stuff that we're all going through. And honestly, that is what this whole topic topic today is about. It's become very apparent to me how important it is to set boundaries this year particularly and it's come up so often with clients. It's come up with our friendship, I think not in terms of us setting boundaries with each other but we've spoken about it a lot as well and I mean just getting straight into the topic, I think boundaries are the most important and underrated form of self-care that there is and it's something that we definitely don't prioritize enough you know we often give a lot of leverage into our exercise and our nutrition and whether we're walking or not and our mental health and all those sorts of things but a really common theme that comes up with clients definitely comes up with myself I know it comes up with Soph and people in my immediate life is stress and anxiety I think it is such massive things right and something that is so apparent to so many people and ultimately that comes down to a lack of boundaries in your life and when you really think about it and think about all the areas where you may or may not be lacking boundaries you can think of different things that you can start to implement to alleviate some of that stress and anxiety and actually benefit your entire week and life
1: yeah and there's so many different types of boundaries as well you've obviously got boundaries Mm. that you need to set with other people so you know your friends family relationships and boundaries that you set for yourself um I feel like those are very, very important ones. There's also physical boundaries you need to set and emotional Mm -hmm. boundaries as well. So I feel like maybe we can just kind of touch on each of them and go through some of the examples that we kind of use in everyday life. Um, But Mm. I feel like I have never really thought about boundaries before. Maybe a month ago when Riley actually brought it up, she was like, oh, I've recently just been setting some boundaries in terms of even not going on my phone until 8am in the morning, something like Mm. that. And it got me thinking because I just feel like I haven't really ever thought about setting boundaries. And as a person, I feel like I'm quite good at putting myself first in some situations and then not in others. And it's so important to kind of realize that and be like, okay, where can I be setting boundaries in my life? Whether that is yeah. with your partner, with your mum, with yourself. Um, I just think it's really important to just start thinking about it as well. Even if it is a bit overwhelming to think about all the areas in your life, you could start setting boundaries. Just start to think about it and then it'll all just kind of flow from there.
0: Yeah, completely. And I think when we do think of boundaries, we always think of physical boundaries, boundaries that we can see, like an actual restriction between you and a certain person. But It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. And there are so many areas in your life that you can start to think and implement boundaries. And what I have found with implementing boundaries is it's one thing to implement them and another thing to stick to them and hold yourself to a really high standard and actually committing to that boundary and, and yeah, implementing it in your life really. So I think the most important thing when it comes to boundaries and something that a lot of people find a lot of resistance between doing is actually, you know, saying no to people for one and stopping that people-pleasing mentality. I have done it my entire life. I'm a people pleaser, I'm a yes man, I'm a yes to everything (laughs) always. And for me this year, I set the goal for myself before I even thought about boundaries to start to say no to more things and actually say no to things that don't serve me and prioritize myself in that moment. And, you know, there's always the saying of, being selfless is not selfish and it is so true. You know, it is the highest form of self-care. So you saying no not only benefits yourself, but it inadvertently benefits the other person as well because you are putting yourself first. And I'm sure right now we can all stop and think of a person in our life who almost demands respect. You kind of have that person that you know and you're like, yeah, like you just know that, you know, you can't fuck with them for the lack of a better word and they hold themselves to a very high standard and you know the boundary between you and that person and what they expect from you. Now, yes, that can be super intimidating, but that person is often admired by a lot of people because they do have very set boundaries. And for me, that is something that I really admire and I strive for. And I have been thinking about this in a lot of different areas of my life. And, you know, the last few weeks, I know I've brought up a few times you know me having anxiety and what's going on there and what that stems from but in reflection I was looking at every area of my life and thinking yeah I don't have boundaries in place and for one even if it is a boundary and one that I haven't necessarily thought of I'm not committing to that boundary and I haven't been holding myself to a high standard in that sense and actually committing to doing that boundary and you know kind of following through on what it is that I set in place for myself
1: I think we all have those people in our life as well that we walk away feeling very drained from we could feel anxious Mm -hmm. afterwards really tired or you get home and you're just like oh like I just don't feel good after that and There's a saying that I always like to come back to as well, and I feel like this really aligns well with boundaries, is you can't pour from an empty cup. And if you're Mm. constantly surrounded by people and you're giving everything and, you know, you're overstepping your own boundaries so much with what you're giving, with what you're doing, ultimately it won't benefit your friends and family because you won't be able to, you know, give them your best. And also it won't benefit you because you will be tired and anxious and never feel like almost you're living life to the fullest because you'll always be over pouring, you know, from an empty cup. And it's the same thing. You know, if you're not getting enough sleep, you won't be able to do everything you want in the day. If you're not setting boundaries and honoring yourself and knowing your own limits, you won't be able to kind of complete all your tasks like you want to and be the person that you want to be in everyone's life.
0: Completely. And I would love to give an example of an emotional boundary and a boundary that I, in hindsight, should have set with somebody in my life. So the example is with a friend and you know, I won't go into details, but ultimately our friendship was based on a lot of trauma bonding. We often only had that point of connection through gossiping about somebody else or only when we were talking about somebody else or you know, something negative essentially. And I got to a stage in my personal development where I was like, you know what? I don't love this anymore. I don't want to talk about this stuff. It doesn't align with me. I don't feel good from it. And like Soph said, I always walked away from any of our interactions feeling quite drained and emotionally, yeah, just drained and exhausted. And it it wasn't a good um, transaction of energy in that sense anymore. So I, you know, being the yes man, being the people pleaser, I ignored it by ignoring it. So instead of actually setting a boundary with that person, being up front and actually verbalizing what it was that I wanted to set, I removed myself and I shut off all, connect, um, all contact rather. So that ended up in ending a friendship. <laughs> okay because it caused a massive problem out of something that in hindsight now that I know what I know I should have just set that boundary there and yes it could have gone two ways obviously when you're telling somebody no that's going to bring up emotion whether that be you know anger or disappointment that person will feel a level of rejection and a level of resentment against you but that's also their burden to carry and that's not on you so if you're very clear and intentional with what the boundary is that you're setting they need to respect that. And if they don't, that's on them. So in reflection with my situation, you know, I could have said to that friend at the time, look, I am value you as a friend and I respect you as a friend, but I no longer want to have these conversations. I find it quite negative. I find it quite draining energetically. And if we are talking, I don't want to be talking about other people. Done. Done. Now, that could have gone two ways, right? Initially, she probably would have been a little bit offended and a little bit taken back, but in hindsight, she would have moved on from that. We would have still continued to be friends. And if there was any substance to that relationship, we would have continued on being good friends. But if that was the substance, that relationship, it would have just, you know, dwindled out itself and that would have been that with no fallout. But, you know, people pleaser, I didn't do that at the time. But now, knowing what I know, I can see the importance of setting boundaries with people in your life. And for so many of us, we can probably think about, you know, family relationships. And I think within family relationships and even family friends and people that you have been friends with long-term, boundaries can often be overstepped because, you know, family is comfortable, whether that be asking questions of how much do you earn or how much are you making or how do you make that work or, you know come and help me with this or oh can you take the day off on friday and help me move houses but for you if that energetically doesn't suit you actually don't have the capacity to give them that time and that's only going to hinder you in your week you need to set that boundary by saying look i would love to give you a hand but i actually need to go to work on friday i honor that commitment and you know i can't be available on friday again they may be angry they may be disappointed but ultimately that is only going to benefit them and not you and You need to get to that stage in your life where you realize I need to put myself first in this situation because I need to set those boundaries and hold myself to that standard.
1: Absolutely. And I think more often than not, people don't realize that they are overstepping your boundaries because ultimately Mm -hmm. they're thinking about themselves. They're probably coming from a place of, oh, I need this done or, you know, I need to move house. Like, can you come help? Like, they're not even really thinking about it. They're thinking about themselves. And I'm sure I've done it in the past. I can probably. I say 100% I have done it multiple times and probably many of you have as well without even realizing. So I think as well, as much as you don't want to get angry at people in your life who do overstep your boundaries, especially if, you know, they are people that you care about Um, and they can be many different things. Like there's, you know, obviously some, boundaries that they can overstep that are just plain out rude and obviously that is not okay but there's little things that you know they probably don't even realize they're doing so i think it's really important to be really self-aware and identify that um and basically just kind of think okay like would i be okay if you know how would i feel doing that to them and then it's also like riley was saying It's very easy to get very defensive when someone pulls you up on what you're doing. Super easy. I know whenever Sam says something to me being like, Oh, Hey, I don't like when you do that instant defense mode. It's very easy to do that. So try and say it as respectfully as possible as always. Um, But hopefully, you know, if you're talking to someone that you really feel like you can trust and that really respects you, they will take on that. And, you know, like Riley was saying at the beginning, people who have set boundaries and know what they want, people don't fuck with them. They have this like, I don't even know. They
0: demand respect. Yes, they
1: have this Mm. aura about them that they don't get walked over. They don't get manipulated. And often people Mm. who are people pleasers or don't, you know... Know what they want or want to please everyone, get walked all over. Absolutely. I feel like it mm. happens a lot in jobs. You know, if you've got a boss that just goes, Oh, can you stay back an hour, but you won't be getting paid? Like, no, yeah. that's not okay at all. And obviously, yeah. you know, they are, you know, you are their employee and you need to be respectful, but that is a boundary that is not okay to cross. And, you know, yeah. if you need a sick day, that is so okay. You know, you are legally allowed that. And, they don't need to know why they don't need to know who, you know, it's, it's really looking at yourself and being like, look, if I want to truly respect myself. And I think self-care comes from so many different aspects of, you know, obviously eating well, training well, getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, (laughs) drinking water. Um, But it's also, yeah, it's also about you know setting boundaries and knowing your limits because often when you do start to set these boundaries you figure out all the other areas in your life that you're not happy with and you can then start making those changes but you also start to really hone in on the things that you do want so when you start cutting out all the bullshit it'll be so clear where you want to go with your life what you want to do what you love what you want to surround yourself with and I think that it can also be quite overwhelming to be like oh my gosh like there's so many aspects of my life that i'm not happy with where do i even start and i think even as i was saying last week the habits episode you know start with one thing if there's one thing that out of everything stands out the most it's making you uncomfortable making you too tired making you anxious start with that one and then suddenly everything else that you're not happy with will become more clear
0: Yeah and I love what you were saying about you know that boss employee dynamic and how that looks because I know for so many clients this often comes up and ultimately life without boundaries leads to burnout and if you follow that it's true and it does within business when you work for yourself and it definitely does when you're working for somebody else and you know to give a scenario let's just say you're at work you get a text that night hey can you come in tomorrow someone's you know um you need to cover somebody's shift. See you at 7. Okay, well, for starters, you have three appointments booked tomorrow. You know, tomorrow is your day off and you don't want to work tomorrow and you don't need to work tomorrow. But you find yourself thinking, oh, I should. Like, you know, what if someone needs to cover for me and he probably needs me to come in. So I'll send the text. Yep, sure. I'll see you tomorrow at 7 but that puts you out for the entire week. You didn't get to train. You didn't get to catch up with that friend. You had to cancel and move those three appointments. That put extra stress on you moving those around in the week. That person's angry at you. You pay that cancellation fee, whatever it looks like for you. It's an entire flow on effect. You need to be strong enough to say to that boss, look, I have plans. And if it comes back with what have you got plans with? I have plans because it's none of their business and you're entitled to a day off. You're also entitled to not work the shift that you're not put down for. And again, this comes up with clients all the time, but it leads to burnout. When you are overworked, you're saying yes to everyone, you're saying yes to everything. It does lead to burnout. And I think, you know, so often it's that mentality of, you know, respect your elders, respect the people above you, whether that be a manager or a boss, but it's, it's a two-way street. you know. They need to respect you just as much as you respect them. So by saying no and putting that boundary in place, they then know that you're here to work and you're here to do everything that you said you would do on the time that you're working. But outside of that work, there's that boundary there that you don't actually need to know about my personal life. And no, I will not be at work tomorrow for the shift that I wasn't down for. And it's as simple as
1: that. Yeah, And I also think, you know, when it comes to friends, when it comes to family, if you are finding someone particularly draining and you know that, you know, sometimes it's it's impossible to just cut someone out of your life, like you can be like, I want to set this boundary and cut this person out of my life. But maybe that's not realistic because you go to uni with them, you go to school with them, they're your cousin, you see them every birthday, Christmas, Easter. I think the way to kind of go about that and the way that I personally would go about that is, you know, if you have a friend and you know that you're going to have to hang out with them or you know you're going to have to see them, kind of put a boundary in place that you'll never hang out with them or you'll try your best to only ever hang out with them with someone else. Even, you know, someone else that you really trust, someone else that can turn the conversation around if it's going somewhere that you don't want it to go. I think it's really important because it's obviously really unrealistic to just be like, cut all the people out of your life that you don't like because sometimes, You can't, whether that's someone you work with. But I also just think it's not giving them the airtime because people that are overstepping boundaries, it's like they take up your entire mind. You know, you're constantly thinking about it after work, after catching up with that person. If they don't bother you, but you know that you do have to see them every single day at work or every single day, you know, at school, try. And I know it's it's much easier said than done, but try to just not give them the airtime in your mind because ultimately that's what they want. You know, if they are overstepping, if they are going, why'd you do that? Oh, like, what's your opinion on that? Mm, No, that's not okay. Like you're allowed to have your opinions. And if they ask, you know, talking down to you and, you know, asking you all these questions, like, oh, like, like Riley said before, how much do you earn? Why'd you do that? I don't agree with that. You can just be like, oh, like, you know, because I did and then move on with the conversation. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Because if you feed into that, you're giving them fuel and they will come back and an example of this is you know being on social media for example you know 100 percent, you get the odd message where someone doesn't agree with you or whatever and we're all allowed our own opinions but you know like why do you need to message me that okay you know if you're listening to the podcast now and let's just say that this whole thing for you is is not translating you don't feel like you value this it doesn't feel important to you you don't agree with what we're saying no one's sitting here and forcing you to listen to it so don't and it's removing yourself from situations where you don't want to be involved and that's a boundary right that's an example so it's really important that you are self-aware in that sense and you're not putting yourself in situations that bring that stress and anxiety up. And I guess on the flip side of that, you know, setting boundaries within your relationship as in, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, that kind of relationship, I think this is super important as well. And I was literally just thinking of different boundaries right now that I've inadvertently set within my relationship and I, you know. To be honest, I probably haven't verbalized all of these to tea, but it's coming up in my head now. Um, I know for me at night, I really struggle to fall asleep if I don't have a set routine before bed. Like Soph, there's a hundred things happening in my brain. For so many of your girls, whether you're at uni, running a business, working a job, whatever your life looks like, we're all very busy. There's a lot of stimulation all day long and our brains are busy. So I know for me, I need to have that set routine before bed where I'm winding down, I'm journaling, I'm listening to that podcast of my Japanese garden music, (laughs) love it. The lights are off. I don't like having lights on. I'm very particular, poor T. But (laughs) my point is with him, he knows that if he comes to bed with me, we're not sitting there on our phones with volume full up watching Facebook videos or watching reels or watching whatever. It triggers me completely. It makes me very anxious and I don't like having that kind of stimulation before bed. So there's a boundary I've set that if you're going to come to bed, come have headphones in, whatever, but I don't want to be in that environment before bed. And that to me is super important. A boundary for you might look like, you know, say you live with your partner, you spend a ton of time together, but you feel like it's very consuming and you don't have enough space for yourself. It may be that one night a week, you have a day off, you know, they go out with their friends, you go out with yours, or you need him to leave for the night or whatever it looks like. That's okay and that's not unhealthy. You need to set those boundaries and if you crave that time and you know you need that time to reconnect with yourself, find your purpose and you feel like everything is all consuming in that moment, do it. Set the boundary. Be very clear on that boundary and inadvertently you both have that mutual respect and love for each other and that as well. It is crucial, I think, to a healthy lifestyle setting boundaries and as you can kind of see through everything that we've just spoken about now, boundaries apply to every area of your life and I think the one area that we haven't quite touched on yet is setting personal boundaries. And this is probably one of the hardest ones to set, I think.
1: Absolutely. And I feel like I have a perfect example of this because this kind of Please give it away. (laughs) This kind of flows on from what you were saying too about having a good night routine because last night I was like, I am going to get my video up. Like I I usually upload on a Wednesday morning and obviously this is just my example that fits in with my life. It was completely different to you but I was like I'm like everyone's expecting me to get a video up tomorrow morning like I need to do it like maybe I'll stay up till 1am I'll pull an all all nighter if I have to and it kind of got to about 11pm and I firstly wasn't editing well I didn't like how I was doing it so that again kind of falls for pouring from an empty cup you'll never do as well Um, and I also then was like like I kind of was like, fuck it, I'll do it tomorrow. Went to bed. Took me about two hours to fall asleep because my mind was on, it was in work mode. And a boundary that I normally set within myself is that after about 5, 6 p.m. Mostly just after I eat dinner, I will not touch my laptop, specifically my e- cause even if I touch it to like watch something, my emails will pop up and I'll be like, oh, you know, one will just, I won't even open it, but it'll instantly, you know, kind of create that stress response of, Oh, I've got to email that I've got to do that. If that makes sense, or a comment will pop up and I'll read it and start thinking about what I need to film tomorrow or do tomorrow. And it's just like, it, is such a bad routine for me to get into. And I know that whenever I work past dinner, it takes me hours to get to sleep. I don't get as much sleep. I wake up tired the next day and then I don't have a good day. And that is a clear example where you can set a boundary to improve your life within yourself. It's just as important as setting boundaries with other people, as setting boundaries within yourself. You know, if you wake up every single morning and pick your phone straight up, I, for me anyway, it makes me feel really groggy. I also just feel like it, it just kind of, again, prompts that stress hormone because it's constantly like, it's, you know, overstimulating your brain straight away when it hasn't even seen daylight yet. So for me, I always make a rule that I... I put my phone like not next to my bed so I have to get up. I take it off charge, walk out. I don't even look at it. I usually put it on flight mode and that again sets up my day even if it takes me about 10 minutes of having a drink of water, opening up the house, putting some dishes away and then I look at my phone and it's just kind of like I've I've really benefited my future self by doing that if that makes sense. I know that I'll have a good day for the rest of the day and I think that sometimes it's of course easier to you know, not set those boundaries within yourself. If that means getting takeout or like every single day of the week or going on your phone before bed or when you wake up, you're not benefiting your future self in that sense. So I think it's really important to just think to yourself, okay, like how am I going to feel in a few hours if I do this? That's with other people and yourself.
0: Yeah, completely. And I know for me in my job, especially with online coaching, it is energetically draining in the best way possible. But I know I need to be in a very certain mindset to be able to give the most to my clients. And I really honor that commitment. And I know wholeheartedly that when I am on a call, there's an intention set there. And for me at the moment, I know what my morning needs to look like for me to best serve the people that are investing in me and the ones you know that I care about the most as well. And when I don't have boundaries in place, I can feel the resistance like it, it it's seeping out of me. I don't I can't give to my full capacity like yesterday scattered. You know, doing the podcast we were just both scattered and to be honest, way too much time on my phone yesterday, way too much time absorbing shit from the internet to put it in a better place. I was at night, you know, T was out of the house for a few hours and I was just stuck on the couch watching reels over and over and over and I felt terrible. Again, that was me not sticking to my boundaries. I know what my night routine needs to look like. I know what my morning routine needs to look like for me to show up to my full capacity, but I couldn't give that because of the actions that I was doing that day. And sometimes for me boundaries, you know, I, I'm not the best at communicating them, not in my personal life I don't think, but I know when I start to shut off from people around me and it's often those closest to me because I don't feel like I have anything to give. And when I'm energetically at capacity, that's it. I hardly have the energy to give to myself and all the energy that I have goes to my clients. But for me, that only happens and that burnout only happens when I'm not prioritizing those boundaries. So you know The level of importance I think this has is next to none. It is so important and I think something that we can all do and any of you girls listening coming off this podcast is sit down, think about your life, write down the list of the people in your life that you know you need to set some boundaries with. Have a think about the areas within your personal life that you know some boundaries need to be implemented as well and have a reflection on your professional life also and have a think about, you know, those areas where you may or may not be sticking to some boundaries that you need to implement there. And, you know, it's such an amazing thing to do and it really does change your life and for sure it will take time and it takes perseverance and you have to be very intentional with the way that you're setting these boundaries and how you're implementing them in your day-to-day life but always fall back on considering that you know this is showing respect for yourself and by setting these boundaries it creates a really amazing relationship with yourself and your life will feel a lot more seamless and you'll be going through your days with a lot less resistance because you are honoring yourself every single day through the boundaries that you set. And to me, it is so important, the highest level of self-care and something that we all need to consider a lot more in our
1: days. Absolutely. I think that wrapped it up really nicely. I also actually saw a meme yesterday that I screenshotted and sent to a few friends (laughs) and I feel like it perfectly sums this up and wraps it up as well. So I just wanted to share it. It says, it basically just says at the top, like, this needed to be said. And then little box says, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just really busy. And if I don't use my few free hours for myself, instead of responding to everyone, I will straight up lose my – my. <laughs> can I speak as – I will straight up lose my sanity. And it's true. Sometimes, you know, you've had such a busy day and you get home to – 20 messages and you actually have no mental capacity to respond to them all so I even think like even though that was a bit of a joke send that message copy like write it out in your notes copy paste it to everyone like sorry I'm not ignoring you because a lot of people and even me you know if you're an overthinker, you go why isn't this person responding to me like have I done something wrong send them a shoot mess. <laughs> send them a shoot message it's getting to the point where I can't speak <laughs> shoot them a <laughs> quick message just saying hey I'm not ignoring you I've just had a crazy busy day and I feel like I can't even like give anything else um, I'll respond to you as soon as I can yeah
0: and I would love to give a quick example of something else in terms of boundaries and one that you probably you know don't often consider but I had a client today talk about something and I don't want to say the scenario directly but inadvertently someone put her down for being on a weight loss journey and what she was wearing because it was triggering her Okay. And I hope that's not too broad. I really hope that's not too broad, but this client has worked so hard. She is so committed. She is approaching her health and fitness in such an incredible way. And her personal growth over the last eight weeks has been next to none. I'm so proud of her. So for this, it took a hit, you know, to her confidence and to the progress she's made. She was like, wow, you know, I did not know that me losing weight was triggering other people. And I don't know how to cope with that in a sense. And not that she couldn't cope, but I don't know how to react to that, right? And this whole thing brings up a lot for me. And at its core, you are not responsible for anybody who is triggered by something that you do or say. And that is at its basis, right? Do not get me wrong. If something is completely outrageous and rude, 100%, that is valid that you were triggered by that. So I'm not talking big life issues. I'm talking you know, so telling me about amazing success within her business, for example, and me going, Don't tell me that, you're earning more money than me, I'm not earning that kind of money, da 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 da, da. and me completely deflecting her success because of my own triggers. That's not fair and it's not her problem. And that's the biggest thing. And I think too often In our society and social media and everything at the moment, it's something that is super common. And again, that comes down to setting boundaries. So when that kind of thing happens between a person, you need to stand up and you need to say to them, my success and my achievements at this stage in my life is not a reflection of you or where you're at. I'm sorry if that triggers you, but that is not my problem and it's something that you need to deal with. And in future, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't come to me with that because it's not a reflection of anything that I have done and that is a very important boundary to set because from that interaction you're going to walk away feeling very negative and it's probably going to be a hit to your confidence and inadvertently it's not serving them either so I went a bit off track but that is a boundary that I think is really important and it can be quite confrontational but you need to set that standard with that person so they know that it is not okay for them to do do that to you because of their personal feelings and emotions.
1: Absolutely. I think that's so important because it's so easy to be like, oh, okay, sorry, and apologize, but you do not need to apologize that for that no, in any way. Definitely not. No.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I guess with that being said, that pretty much covers every area of boundaries that I think we wanted to talk about. You know, like we said, come off this call get a journal, sit down, have a think about all the areas of your lives that you can start to implement more boundaries and have a think about the people or friends in your life that you know you could set some boundaries with as well. And like Soph said, it can be super lighthearted, but if you know a friend demands a lot of time of you and expects instant replies and calls often and texts often, and that causes you any level of anxiety or stress, just be upfront. Tell that person, I love you, but I don't have the capacity to reply to you at the Rate that you want me to daily. So I will get back to you in the afternoon once I've done my stuff. I've gotten home from work. I've chilled out. But until then, don't expect a reply from me because I'm busy. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. I love it. Super important. But anyway... I digress. (laughs) Moving on, we're going to go into our Ask Us 3 segment. I popped on my stories today and you girls sent through quite a lot of questions. So I'll make sure that I save them for upcoming episodes as well. But for now, we are going to pick three. But I think Sophie has a special share. This could be a new segment.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that. Can we do it? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) So I got a DM (laughs) actually. I'm just trying to pull it up on my phone a few days ago, I want to say. And I just wanted to share it because it really, it made me feel... So happy, and the fact that I don't know, this girl is feeling this way because of us just honestly made me a bit teary. If I'm honest, it is over two pages, so if I kind of like stop for a second, that's why I'm like flicking through a page.
0: That's why, yeah.
1: But she said, (laughs) We'll forgive you, thank you. So she said, Hey Sophie, I just wanted to thank you for being so open with sharing your journey with food and body. I've struggled on and off with what could be called orthorexia and definitely binge eating behaviors, but I've never really admitted that before now. I've always convinced myself I was super intolerant to dairy because in my head it was a bad food. So whenever I would have some ice cream with my boyfriend or anything, I would go completely all in for the rest of the day and make myself feel so unwell because tomorrow I'm dairy free again. Yesterday I bought a packet of Reese's mini peanut butter cups and today I saw them had one decided that satisfied me and moved on with the food that made me feel good I feel no urge to binge or restrict or exercise it off and I owe a lot that was the next page let me find my spot again okay (laughs) and I owe a lot of that to you food is fuel and I want to kick ass in my life and you and Riley have convinced me that I need the fuel if I want to smash my life goals thank you so much isn't that just the nicest Uh, message in the world
0: It's amazing. And honestly, girls, we get sent so many of those every single week. And I think at its core, it is just so nice for you all to recognize that you are not alone in anything that you are going through. And so many of us struggle with very similar things. And there is a way out, you can move past it, but you have to do the inner work to start off with. And that just shows that, you know, you can definitely get there. But yeah, it's amazing. And it's just so cool to hear. I think it just makes all of this so worth it. And this is why I love the podcast.
1: Exactly. And I feel like I could honestly relate to that so much. Like, I used to tell myself I was dairy intolerant as well. Mm. And. I relate to that 100%. If I would have one tiny bit, it would would be like it ruined my day and I would just go all or nothing and it would be horrible. So I feel like I'm almost like I'm glad I went through that so I could kind of share my thoughts and hopefully help anyone else who goes through that because it does feel so lonely when you're surrounded by people who are fine and don't struggle with anything. You're like, what is wrong with me? But there is nothing wrong with you and I'm so glad that – the things that we share and chat about and just kind of talk about our experiences is somewhat helping you girls because that's honestly any everything I could ever ask for and we could ever ask for.
0: Yeah, definitely. I completely, yeah, completely agree. And I just love this community. Very grateful for it. And the Facebook community is growing every single day and I love to see it. <laughs> Me too. I absolutely love it. But getting into our ask us three. So this first one is a little bit longer. So essentially this girl has asked, there is a girl that I am friends with and I feel as though we need to go our separate ways and not be friends anymore because she is turning into someone I don't want to hang out with and it's affecting my mental health, but I don't want to be rude or mean to her or hurt her in any way. Do you have any advice on how to handle this? This whole episode, I feel like this has really become super apparent in this episode that boundaries just need to be set in place. And this can be a very easy conversation to have with this person, and it doesn't need to be a big blow up at all. You know, you can just say to this girl, look, there's a few things that happen within our relationship or within our dynamic that I don't love and it's not making me feel my best at this stage in my life and I you know, need to go through a period of a lot of personal development and growth. And that might look like spending a little bit more time apart, creating a little bit of separation and putting, again, some boundaries in place. But you need to really sit down and get clear on what those boundaries are and what they look like and how they will serve you moving forward. And just think about how you're going to approach the situation, knowing that it doesn't need to be a blowout. It doesn't need to be a massive deal, but it does need to be a conversation. And she might not have the capacity to hold the space for that conversation where she's currently at. But again, that doesn't make you better than her. It doesn't make her any better than you. You're just at different stages in your personal development. And that's all that that means. So I think sitting down getting clear on what it is that you need from that person and where you need to head in that friendship. Once you have that direction, you can get clear on the way that you're going to approach it and move from there. But I don't think it needs to be something that ends up being a huge blow up. But if it is affecting your mental health, you need to prioritize it. And that at its core is what's most important.
1: Mm, I think it's very important that we answer that question on this boundaries podcast because it really is setting in those boundaries in place so that you don't feel those feelings because that ultimately is making you not feel good and you don't want to do that you don't want to put yourself through that it means you're just not respecting yourself and i think that in any relationship communication is key you hear it said every single day and it is so important and i think that like we said before when someone is being told that they're doing something that you're not happy with it's very easy for them to get defensive so maybe if you do want to communicate it to this friend how you're feeling sit down and think about it prior and ask yourself okay if someone was telling me this how would i want them to say it and then say it like that if she takes it badly you know that you have just been honest and hopefully she'll kind of have a moment to cool off and then come back to you and be like okay cool like i get what you i get what you're saying now um but equally if if she doesn't take it well you know, it's more than more than normal that for friendships to slowly burn out. And it's so okay. Just like relationships, not all of them are going to last forever. And that's so okay. And if it is someone who is constantly draining you and making your life less than, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I think we've covered that pretty well. But at the end of the day, everything comes down to boundaries. I'll say it again. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's super important. And Exactly, if it is affecting your mental health in any way, you need to take some action because it's not going to benefit you long-term at all. But moving on to our next question, what are your top tips for being disciplined when motivation subsides? Also, I love you girls and the podcast. I had to throw it in there. (laughs) (laughs) We love you too. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I think my biggest tip when it comes to discipline is not thinking because you can ask yourself a hundred times, do I feel like going to the gym today? Oh, like, no, maybe I'm a bit too tired. No, maybe I, you know, would prefer to sit on the couch. And for me, not thinking is the best thing. If I just have to get up, put on my tights and get to the gym, you're at least there. The hardest part is getting yourself to the gym. And that is where there's usually no motivation. You know, you might have a little spout of motivation, but that usually dwindles out pretty quickly and you've really got to rely on that discipline. And for me, it's not thinking because if I think too much, I'll probably talk myself out of it because I'm very good at doing that. I'm very good at being like, oh, look, you know what? I'll go tomorrow when I absolutely could go that day. And even when I wake up in the morning and I absolutely do not feel like going to the gym straight away, I will I will not even think. I will get up, put my tights on, put a sports bra on and leave. And once you're at the gym, you're like, well, I'm here now. I've got to do it. But it's getting mm. there is the hardest. So not thinking, as hard as it could sound, I feel like it is the best, my best tip.
0: Yeah, exactly. I like that. And I think, you know, this has come up a few times this week with clients also and it really stands to be true that discipline is what gets you there. And for example, at the beginning of this week, it must have been on Tuesday. I woke up in the morning. It was cold. And I said to myself, there is not a chance I am training this morning. And there's not a chance I'm walking. I was like, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to chill till 8 o'clock, start my calls, have my day, go this afternoon. That's what I said to myself. And, you know, it's habit. It's 5.45. 5.45. I get up, go to the bathroom, wash my face. I made the bed because I got out of bed already and I'm not really someone to go back. So made the bed, went upstairs, got into my clothes, brushed my hair, put it up, put my shoes on, got into the car and I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) I said I wasn't going (laughs) and here I am, right? And all of a sudden, I was walking and I walked 6K and then I was home and I was having brekkie and then I got into my calls and I was like, okay, well, that was my morning, but that comes down to discipline. And at the end of the day, you just can't expect to feel motivated all the time. You know, motivation is a feeling, right? It's like happiness. It's like sadness. It's like being angry it's temporary. (laughs) I'm not always happy, but I'm not always sad. I'm not always anxious. I'm not always motivated, but it is always a temporary state to be in. And keeping that in mind, it's like, okay, what is one thing that I can rely on in myself? Discipline. Okay. And you can always fall back on that. And to be honest, my whole life has been a very disciplined life. I think growing up, especially through high school. So I do have, I feel the upper hand on that, you know, in my life for me, I know that I can rely on myself to be quite disciplined, but You know, it was just interesting to me at the start of the week when that happened on Tuesday because I was like, wow, how did I find myself here? (laughs) I literally woke up and said, I'm not going. There's no chance. And through discipline, through habit, through routine, I got up and I got going. But also considering that when you don't do something that you know will directly benefit you and there's no reason that you're not doing it, you know, it just comes out of laziness or not being bothered. It only affects you, <laughs> and that's it. So you really need to be so intentional with how you show up in your day to day, and embody the person that you want to be, and that is crucial. And if you're not being the body, the sorry, if you're not being the embodiment of what you know and what you love and your core values, that reflects in your day to day life. And I know for a client the other day. I feel like I use a lot of client (laughs) dynamics, but it's always in the forefront of my mind. But she was having a good week. She did her three days in a row, walked, trained, ate, all the rest of it. Missed a day on the Thursday and then the Friday came about and she was like, oh, well, I've missed Thursday now, so I'm going to miss Friday. Like I've ruined my week. I only, you know, got three done and I should have got five done. But she used the excuse of I missed a day, so I'm going to miss the rest of the week because in her eyes, it's like that type A personality. I want to tick everything off, not just three days. So if I'm not going to do it all, why do anything? And it's that all or nothing approach. So I think when it comes to motivation, Realizing that every single week will change, you know, no two weeks will look the same. But what are your non-negotiables in that week? If it's three sessions, it's three sessions. Get them done. Who cares if it's not five? If it's five sessions, five walks, tracking every day on top of the world, then like run with it and have an amazing week. But that won't be the reflection of every single week that follows. So pick your non-negotiables, be very set. In those behaviors as well and the things that you want to show up for day to day, again, comes down to boundaries and knowing what you need for yourself. Um, And for me, I know that doing those things set me up for a really incredible day. So I'm the only one that's going to pull me out of it. It's not going to serve or affect anybody else if I stay at home and flop about, but it will affect me. So show up for yourself, be very strong in those values and ultimately just respect what you know and love to be true. And yeah, I think that's really important. I went on a rant, sorry.
1: Yeah. No, I loved it. I loved every it. I,
0: <laughs> I was like, oh my God.
1: You can feel yourself doing it. Hey, sometimes I'm like, okay, Sophie. My whole can- body's getting <laughs> like involved in the conversation. <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh God, love it. All right. Last question is, let me get it back up. I've just, here it is. Okay. When you went through the hardest stuff you've ever been through, what kept you going in that moment?
1: Oh, by the way, I know I haven't heard I any of these questions. So Ryan is <laughs> really springing them on me and I'm like, oh, okay. I love it. I love being in the power. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I need to process this question. Okay. When I was going through the hardest.
0: I can answer if you want me Yeah, to. please do. <laughs> I was just, I saw it before. So I like Loki was thinking about it, but um, I think in reflection, looking back on hard stages in life and even, you know, month to month when things come up and it feels difficult to me. Always coming back to every single state I'm in is temporary. Always. Nothing is forever. And there's nothing you can't get through, and there's nothing that's too hard to get through. No matter how bad it feels in the moment, no matter how much it hurts, you know, when you're in a state of anxiety, sadness, grief, whatever it looks like, it's all consuming. It's all you know to be true, it's all you can see. Your perspective is very close, you know. If you hold up a water bottle right up to your face, for example, you know, you can't read the label. It's it's too close. Your perspective is super, super narrow. If you step back from a table and look at it on a table, you're like, oh, perspective, right? I can see how big it is. I can see what it says. I can see what it holds. And you have that perspective. But when you're in the midst of an emotion, the only thing you know to be true is to feel it. So feel it and don't be afraid to feel it, but know that that is going to pass no matter how much it hurts in a moment. And to be honest today, I had a bit of a breakdown, <laughs> but I know to be true to myself that that is going to pass and it's how I feel, but equally I need to deal with that. So I'm going to, but you know, I think the worst thing you can do is just get all consumed in that emotion and that feeling thinking that it's your forever and there's no way out and, and it's just the only thing you know to be true, but it will pass and you will get through it, but you need to seek external help as well and navigate that space as best you can.
1: So that's my advice. Definitely. I think it's interesting how when we're happy, we're not thinking, oh, I just... I don't want to be happy for the rest of my life. Like, is this ever going to end? But when Mm. we're sad, you do feel like that. You know, you feel like Mm. you'll never feel good again. You feel like you'll never be happy. So I think it is really important to, even if you have to say it out loud, tell yourself in your mind, this will pass. Just like feeling happy passes, feeling sad passes, feeling angry passes, Mm. everything. I think for me, what helps me the most in really you know downtime or in the hardest parts of my life is setting goals because I feel like for me I'm a massive goal setter and when I'm going through a really hard time or when I have previously gone through the hardest things I hopefully will ever have to go through it feels like you don't really want to go on. There's nothing for you. You don't want to get up in the morning. You don't want to talk to anyone. You're just like, well, what's the point? Like, I'm just so sad and I feel so heavy. And I think the most important thing for me in those times was to go, okay, like, what do I want out of my life? What do I want to do this month? What do I want to do in a year? What, I, like, what are my goals for the next five years even? And that really helped me just kind of gain like inspiration again and feel happy and have almost motivation, which obviously doesn't last that long, but it almost kind of gets mm-hmm. you out of the state that you're yeah. in. And that really helped me in the past.
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, that's how Ask Us Three. Yeah. Final little segment, our recommendations. I have not given this a second of thought.
1: <laughs> okay, Gemini, I So, Sophie, take us away. <laughs> yes. All right. So I was actually thinking about this just before we started recording and very random but something that I feel like we all need to do. When you go for your grocery shop this week, next week, buy yourself a bunch of flowers because it... Is that not just the most wholesome thing you've ever heard? It's It's (laughs) (laughs) wholesome. But I have been doing this for the past, I'm going to say, few weeks. And every single time I walk past the kitchen table with a beautiful vase and flowers, I feel so happy. And I buy them for myself. Like, Sam, I'd love for you to buy them for me, but I'm not expecting that. Like, I buy them for myself. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me so happy. And it just, like, brightens Mm -hmm. up the house. So I really recommend that.
0: Yeah, I love it. You know what? You've just sparked my recommendation. Another thing I was talking to a client about today. I'm so sorry for saying that. If we could like do a like a little thing every time I said that, <laughs> yeah. it'd be like fifty by now. <laughs> um but I was talking to a client. So here's my recommendation. I spend too much money on groceries every single week. I live tea. It's impossible, right? <laughs> and I feel like we go constantly. It's really hard to meal prep because I kind of go to the supermarket on a Sunday and I'm like, okay, like, what do we need? Have we got the salmon? Have we got the chicken? Like enough broccoli for the week? I don't know. And I can't really visualize it, you know, in my trolley. So I, this week, click clicked and collected. <laughs> Clicked and collected. I did click and collect. And I always kind of thought I had to have a baby to do that. You know, I'll sort of like, if I'm a mum, I'll click and collect.
1: Yeah. But
0: life-changing. If you girls feel like you're not very on track with your nutrition, and I don't even mean in a weight loss, I don't mean in a gain way, I just mean in general. If you feel like you lack a bit of direction, you feel like you're kind of eating well and then gets to Wednesday and you're like, oh, I've got to have takeout now, there's nothing left in the pantry, that kind of vibe. It was so handy because I was wasting a lot of food, like fresh food, because I'd get to the end of the week and be like, why did I buy 12 capsicums? You know, I didn't need 12, I needed two. (laughs) So there was so much waste happening as well. But now that I did that, every single dinner was planned. I have the exact food for those dinners because I could sit in my home on my laptop and look at it and actually put it in my cart. And you know, my lunches were planned. My snacks were planned. I bought enough food for the week, and it so far so good. It's lasting us. I'm on, I'm on a roll. It's really, it's good stuff.
1: Do you know what I've always thought? Like, oh yeah, I'll do click and collect when like I've got a family. But I never totally. have thought, yeah. well, why can't I do it now?
0: <laughs> I know, cause Kari, my sister, said to me, she was like oh, just click and collect. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, you have a baby, you're allowed to. I was like, anyone's allowed to. I was like, so true. And T hates doing the groceries. His car doesn't fit under the car park. It's just the whole thing. So it's easier for us to just drive through and grab them anyway. And you can also save your shopping list. So... The next week, it's already done. Like I pretty much eat the same, like dinner's all changed, but I eat the same like brekkies, same um, snacks and everything. I've got my five times Yopro, five times fiber one bars. If you know, you know. Um, (laughs) And it's so good. Like it's just all sorted and planned for me and it really helps me stay on track. One with spending, two with eating and three with waste. It's really good.
1: Question, how does it work? Like, do you literally go and pick it up and it's already in bags or does yeah, it... Yeah,
0: so you make your order online Yeah. or on the app and then you pay for it online. I'm pretty sure I paid for it online. And then you pick a pick-up a pick up time. Is that a, that's too many picks. <laughs> Get a pick-up time and then you go at that time and then you say, I'm here. And they come out with your groceries.
1: I think I I'm going to have to do that.
0: Just so easy and I just... I was sick of going to the shops every single day and it definitely helps with a lot of stuff. But anyway, I could talk about it for so, <laughs> so let's not. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. I feel like we're on a bit of a roll now and we have such an exciting episode coming.
1: I'm so excited. Will it be <laughs> next week's episode or the week after? The week after.
0: Possibly the week after, but guys, just you wait. I'm
1: actually smiling ear to ear thinking about it. I just know it's going to be like one of our best episodes.
0: Yeah, it's go. you guys are going to be shocked. Mm -hmm. I'm even shocked it's happening, (laughs) but I'm very excited.
1: (laughs) Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed. We've passed the one hour mark and that's always my low key goal. (laughs) It's a goal and we always get there. But we really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. If you got anything out of it, definitely let us know. We always love seeing you tagging us in your stories in the Facebook group. Love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy it again and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you all so, so much for tuning in on today's episode. We are an independent podcast, so all of your love and support really means the world to us. If you guys did like today's
0: episode, make sure you take a screenshot and share it to your socials and tag us at Drink More Water Podcast.
1: And if you do like our podcast, definitely make sure to subscribe and leave us a review as well.
0: And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.